Some of you know that it is White History Month. July is White History Month. July just feels white. It's White History Month. White History Month. Friends. That's right. And uh, Nick is here to give us a white history moment. A little moment here. And Thomas Jefferson. Right. Thomas Jefferson, third president of the United States, founding father, and the principal author of the Declaration of Independence. The Prince of Peace. Be white. Be white. For sure. And I, I, um, I came across this little information. I was actually, I ended up on this website called Varsity Tutors. And they had this thing on Thomas Jefferson, and they're trying to make him seem like a sexist, like a misogynist woman hater. Yeah. But it was all good information, so <laughs> let me use that. But it all comes from a historian called John Chester Miller. And so at the time, there was, in what history people call eras, there was the Age of Reason or the Age of Enlightenment, right. which is about logic, reason, and uh truth right and then there was and then what came after it was the age of was the romantic era. james has got to get the phones folks just to be patient nick is in oh, here oh james get the phone oh no <laughs> okay but, and so after the age of enlightenment came the age of the romantic era which is its focus is on women and the sensibilities and the passions so it's interesting <laughs> to note how history kind of what a mess. went down you know what yep. i mean yep. and, and that the romantic era came after the 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 age of reason and enlightenment right and so thomas jefferson lived chronologically in between these two eras right the age of enlightenment the age of roman of, of the romantic era right he was amazing and so i found something that he said about passion very interesting because he basically answered your biblical question from last week oh cool he's a little late but we'll read thomas jefferson is dead but yet he's alive mm -hmm. and so he writes about how as a young man he rejected the stoic ideal of of being like of of like not liking the passions he was into it as a kid right when he was younger and enjoyment of those things of the world and that he found himself drawn to the passions right but as an older man he admitted to the reality of the passions and he says that the passions they must be kept under tight rein in order to attain the serenity tranquility happiness and right conduct sought by every man. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's pretty deep. I raised my case. Yeah. yeah. So he answered your biblical question right there. So repeat that again. In case somebody was not paying attention. <laughs> he says, the passions, they must be kept under tight rein in order to attain the serenity, tranquility, happiness, and right conduct sought by every man. Deep. I also, it is deep, true. I do find the language quite interesting because he says, the passions, they must be kept under tight rein. Yeah. And I wonder about how we talk about these things. And I bet you for thousands of years, people, there's been all, even though they understood there's something wrong about, for example, something like the passions, yep. they may still not totally understand that you could fully overcome them, right? Right. So I do find the language interesting, but it's definitely on the they right track. They do something wrong with all right. this passion mess. Mm -hmm. so you got to overcome passion, folks, if you want peace. In your life and on earth, you got to overcome the passion. Mm -hmm. Passion is evil. It's evil. It comes from hell. And so this website, Varsity Tutors, was trying to make him seem like a sexist because he goes on a, they go on to talk about what his views on women were because he was especially concerned about losing reason when it concerned women. 
Uh, he, was very, yeah. he was very concerned about that. <laughs> and he came to prize, he called it domestic felicity, meaning just domestic bliss, happiness in the home, above anything else. And the only way to have that was that the woman's life ought to revolve around the husband, her, the children. And uh, his wife, he decided, must be, she has to be, you know, talented, a good companion, intelligent, but more than anything else, a good homemaker. And, you know, her life revolved around her husband and children. I rest my case. <laughs> and so he's just, right, Varsity's like, wow, let, check out this sexist. <laughs> if the wife's life does not revolve around her husband and the children, everything else is going to hell in a handbasket. If that man's life revolves around his wife, it's over. Yeah, yeah. In 10 years of marriage, he had six children. Ooh. Lived to the ripe old age of 83, I believe. God bless. I always thought people back then, people, I'd always heard people lived only till like 30 or back 40 then? back then. Yeah. Who told you that? I don't know. I, something in my head or something I had read or something, but <laughs> I was looking at all the founding fathers and they all lived to like 70, 80, yeah. 90. You can't believe anything the news had to say, mm -hmm. these writers have to say, the history writing people, they're all lies and they... The whole purpose is to deceive. Mm -hmm. They don't write the truth anymore. He thought women should keep out of politics. You know, the, absolutely. <laughs> the appointment of a woman. <laughs> he's, he was. He's quoted as saying, "The appointment of a woman to office is an innovation for which the public is not prepared for." I rest my case. <laughs> what the? <laughs> and he actually talks about. There's a passage where he actually mentions Jesus on the boat with the disciples and telling the water to be still. Nice. In reference to the passions. See, these are the type of men that founded and created the greatest country on this side of mm -hmm. heaven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Thomas Jefferson. Yep. What a man, what a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. Mm -hmm. Right on. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, I don't know if they succeeded in making them seem like a sexist. They just look good to me, so. <laughs> nice. <laughs> right on. Thank you, Nick. No problem. Amazing. My expert, my producer. And the white history moment, guys. Amazing. And don't forget to like, follow, tweet, subscribe, and share the Jesse Lee Peterson radio show, folks. We really appreciate it. We are at war. And it's a spiritual battle for the soul of America. And it's going to take all of us to do it.